the Business and Leadership Podcast with Jared Graybeal. Hey guys, welcome back to the Business and Leadership Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Jared Graybeal, and thank you for tuning in to another episode. If this is your first time tuning in, thanks for checking out the podcast. Uh, if you haven't already, I would really, really, really appreciate it if you took a second, hit the pause button, and scrolled to the bottom of iTunes and left a review. Tell the world what you feel or how you think about the Business and Leadership Podcast, um, and make sure to share it. Like if this podcast provides value to you, share it on your Instagram story, uh, send it to a friend, copy the link, email it to your coworkers, anything like that. My mission and hope is that with the 15 or so minutes I put into each one of these monthly episodes, that it provides you two, three, four, five times the value. Um, so if it does that, I'd love to hear about it. You can always shout me out on Instagram. It's at Jared Axel Grabiel. Anyways, let's dive into the next episode. This may be a little shorter than normal, but it's probably a little bit more important than normal. Today, I'm talking about journaling. And what does journaling have to do with business and leadership? For me, everything. So today's episode is called The Case for Journaling, 13 Proven Benefits and How to Get Started. So journaling is a lot like exercise. There's countless benefits and there's tons of different ways to do it. In this episode, I'll define what journaling is, I'll outline 13 proven benefits, and I'll explain how easy it is to get started. So first off, what is journaling? I know that you've probably seen people do it, you've heard about it, maybe you've even tried it, but since it's so abstract, maybe non-directional, you've quote unquote failed or you've just given up or you didn't see the value long term. But journaling simply is sitting down and writing or typing your thoughts, feelings, and observations. Again, it's just your thoughts, feelings, and observations. Most people journal daily, and that's what I'd personally recommend, but I wouldn't put pressure on yourself to make it a responsibility. I would more or less think about it as something you're trying to develop a habit around. Be intentional about doing it, but let it come naturally. Personally, I start my day with it every day, and some nights I do it before bed. Now, here's the 13 proven benefits. The first one is it decreases anxiety and stress. A significant body of evidence demonstrates that recording your thoughts and feelings on a regular basis helps people process negative emotions, it helps them identify possible solutions, and it ultimately can alleviate anxiety. Now, the second proven benefit is decreased levels of depression. Journaling helps control your symptoms and improve your mood by helping you prioritize your problems, fears, and concerns, by helping you track any symptoms day-to-day so that you can recognize triggers and learn better ways to control them, and by providing an opportunity for positive self-talk and identifying negative thoughts and behaviors. Again, there's 11 more to go. I'll have a link to these studies in the show notes on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. So make sure to check that out if you want more information. Now, the third proven benefit is a higher sense of gratitude. Through intentional reflection, journaling has been proven to increase levels of gratitude. Reflecting on things that you're grateful for is a key component of psychotherapeutic intervention and an increase in well-being. Number four 
is a greater sense of identity and self-awareness. By regularly writing and reflecting on your thoughts, you grow to learn more about yourself. It's almost like having a conversation with yourself, right? So if you've never spoken to somebody before, you probably aren't going to know them very well. But by taking your thoughts, your feelings, and your observations and putting them on paper, you get to know yourself better. And self-awareness is one of the key characteristics to strong long-term leadership. Number five, high empathy and emotional intelligence. By documenting your thoughts and your experiences regularly, you will realize how your actions may positively or negatively affect others and how other people's actions affect you. Ultimately, this has been shown to increase levels of empathy and EQ, which is your empathy quotient, the new IQ, right? And by now, if you follow me or if you're on social media at all and you follow any reputable leaders, you know the value of empathy and EQ at this point, hopefully. And number six is better social skills. Because journaling can lead to greater empathy, it can also lead to greater pro-social behaviors, such as giving uh, or being more generous, sharing, cooperating, and helping others. This, in return, leads to greater social skills. Basically, the more likable you are, the more people want to be around you, which creates a positive cycle that leads to you being more sociable. And number seven is heightened brain activity. An increase in brain activity has been found in relation to gratitude journaling, specifically in the medial prefrontal cortex, the ventromedial prefrontal cortex, and the nucleus acubens, which it's just some scientific vernacular around the fact that when you journal, your brain lights up in certain areas in a great, healthy way. Number eight, you become a better learner. And we all know that learners are leaders and leaders are learners. Journaling has been shown to help students throughout the learning process through promoting reflection, communication, and, I love this one, better long-term memory storage, right? So it just goes back to grade school. Taking notes helps us learn. Journaling does the same thing. Again, you're noting down your observations, your thoughts, and your feelings. The ninth reason is a higher level ability to focus. How many of you struggle with focusing? I'm raising my hand right now. So by regularly journaling, you become aware of distractions and how to avoid them. In turn, you achieve a greater level of focus. This can be focused on a particular task or focus on a long-term goal. Because if you journal about such goal all the time, it will stay on the forefront of your mind and you will stay focused. Number 10 is greater confidence. Confidence, particularly under stressful experiences, increased following studies of combined cognitive and emotional journaling. And what that says is that by journaling regularly, studies have shown that people, these, these patients or these subjects, had a higher level of confidence under pressure. Now, number 11 is that you'll live longer. Seems kind of dramatic, but gratitude journaling has proven uh, and has proven to show or shown to approve heart failure morbidity rates, such as reduced inflammation and reduced blood pressure. So we know in the United States, heart disease is the number one leading cause of death. The leading cause of heart disease is inflammation and high blood pressure. And what leads to that can be stress, right? So gratitude journaling has shown to decrease blood pressure 
which allows you to potentially live longer. Number 12, you'll have better sleep. In some studies, journaling before bed has resulted in cases of higher quality sleep, deeper REM cycles, um, longer durations of uninterrupted sleep. Highly recommend taking advantage of that uh, potential benefit. And the 13th and last reason or benefit is better language and communication skills. Structured journaling allows students to better analyze text, allowing them to read at a higher level, which promotes engagement and challenging components of communication and an increase in language skills, even learning a new language. So what do we do? How do we get started? Also can be very simple. Do whatever works best for you. I know that's really undefined, so let's kind of narrow it down. People can really overcomplicate journaling, but there isn't a quote-unquote best way or a one-size-fits-all approach. There are countless ways to journal, but here's a few of my favorite examples. One is gratitude journaling, which is basically writing a daily list of things that you're grateful for. It's a great place to start. If you don't know how to put your thoughts and feelings on the paper, just start with little plus signs, plus grateful for breath in my lungs, plus grateful for my dog, plus grateful for my home, grateful for my job, and so on and so forth. The next one is bullet journaling, which is basically using charts, outlines, schedules, and checklists to measure productivity. Another way is habit tracking, which is tracking your workouts, tracking your meals, the books you read, your water intake, or any other routines, especially ones that you're seeking to improve. Uh, another way is reflective journaling. At the end of the day, you're just looking back on your day, or at the end of the week, maybe on Sunday afternoon, you're writing all your thoughts and feelings uh, around the reflection on how that day or how that week went, which is a lot like doing your own therapy. Another way to get started is simply brainstorming, which is like selecting a topic um, and brainstorming ideas or solutions around that topic, usually within a set time limit, so maybe five minutes, 10 minutes, or 15 minutes. The next one, which you've probably heard of this, is food journaling tracking every time you eat on a daily basis for fitness goal purposes or identifying any foods that might bother you. Another one is prayer journaling. I love this one where I simply write down my prayers. It helps me articulate them. It helps me remember things I may be forgetting. And then, of course, after making that list, I pray about it. I spend a moment with God talking about those things that I've documented. And the last way to do journal that I've documented is idea journaling, keeping a small journal handy, maybe in your back pocket, so you can just document ideas as they come to you. Step one, though, is to buy a journal. I either go to CVS or I'll jump on Amazon and order some $7 journal. Um, I prefer a blank notebook personally, but there's several guided journals that you can find online. Some of the simplest ways to get into the habit are to write one line per day or to set a timer for just five minutes per day. Practice journaling consistently and write as though no one else is reading your entries. Don't worry about grammar, spelling, handwriting, or layout, and just get started. So that is the case for journaling, 13 proven benefits, and how to get started. Guys, it's simpler than you're making it out to be, and the return on your investment is far greater than anything you can do with your time or money right now. So I highly recommend getting into it. Um, and again, if you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it, leave a review, uh, and shoot me a DM on Instagram with what you'd like to learn next. Until then, thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you next time.